Yo, world, what's going on? Hey, 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 we're Yo, back. That's right. We're here for the what, babe? What's this? What's this? Three? Yes, three. The three banger. We're back in the building, man. Welcome back, you guys. And I hope you out there in the world are safe during this pandemic. And we got a lot to talk about today on this podcast, man. Absolutely. We're going to dive into um, the importance of mental health today. Yeah, that's good, babe. Well, let me ask you, how are you feeling this morning? Because you didn't get up feeling too well. And I know it's a lot of things affecting you other than just having kids. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I know the women issues as well. But if you care to share with the audience, I mean, I'm pretty sure someone out there would like to hear. Yeah, of course. You know, I'm going in for a checkup. I've been having some issues with my lady parts. Nothing nothing major, but, you know, yeah. I just want to go in. You know, it's always good to get a checkup just to make sure everything's all right. If you ever notice the slightest type of something going wrong, something's out of your body's norm. You know, go get that checked out. And so, you know, that's weighing on me a little bit. My appointment's tomorrow. Um, but, you know, going to the gym. I went to the gym today. Always helps me feel better. That's Relax. Right. You know. That's right, babe. That mm-hmm. mental health, man. Get it in order. I mean, being physical with yourself is something that I feel is mandatory. You know I know that. That's my first stages of development. You develop the body because of what the the, the mind possesses. Exactly. You know, and I put that first. What about you? How are you feeling this morning? I feel good, babe. I'm hanging in there. I just feel like there's a lot, you know, I'm taking on myself. You know, I'm having the privilege to have you as my queen, you know. It's a a scare, you know. And it does play with my mental. But, um, you know, I got to stay strong. You know, we can make this together, you know. Mm -hmm. No matter what, I always have a positive outlook, you know what I mean? It hasn't been anything super severe, you know, so... Yeah, but as long as as long as you got somebody along with the ride, of we course, gonna drive I'm, anywhere. I was so, very blessed to have you by my side. And that's that's here too, babe. And you know, and, and, you know that plays too. Sometimes the dilemmas of other people's lives, especially when you care about them, it plays into your light. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it can cause some type of interference. But I look at this as being positive. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always the outcome. You know, me, I feel like for a long time, and every day, I'm, my mental health is compromised. But everyone has to find that that balance, that mental yes. platform where they can have happiness, sadness, and every other venture that they choose to accept themselves to or expose themselves to. Yes. I so, think balance is a really good word to use, you know. Right. That's very important in life, and especially when it comes to mental health and everything like that. You have to have a good balance of family structure, friend structure, outside structure, you know what I mean, to balance your life off. I, I, I really agree. You know, I agree with that aspect. I look at it like this, right? There's no such thing as crazy. When I say crazy, I'm not talking about like a, a homeless person losing their mind and things like that. In order to find yourself, you got to be lost first. Mm-hmm. Remember, that's what anything, anything that's lost has to be found. And there are treatments out there, you know, and there are people out there willing to sacrifice their time to take note that people are suffering from mental illnesses. I see it all the time. Absolutely. I mean... You could be suffering, but you could still be a person that's courteous to others. Mm-hmm. You know, I see it all the time. It's like some people have functioning habits yeah. when it comes to that, dealing with mental uh, illnesses. I know firsthand, you know, having family members and even for myself, you know, losing my mom and the dilemma and stress that that brought into my, my mental space. You know, I fell into a depression and depression is something that exceeds a lot of people especially in the times that we're in now you know people financially we got families that's going through a a lot of dilemmas and for me 
I can say I didn't gracefully come out of it, but I had to dig myself out. I had to seek counseling as well. Counseling service is important. One thing for people out there, if you ever need help, remember, you can't sometimes go to family because they're familiar with you. Sometimes family nurture you and they're not actually motivating you to see past. Yeah, I agree. You know, so sometimes we get stagnant. We, we get stuck there. And I had to seek some professional help mm-hmm. to help me get out. And also, too, I had to realize that my life was built around time. So I had to get it together. I was going to be in the same the, the same dilemma. So, right. you know, that's that's just important. You that's know? important, babe. Mental health is just as important as any other health. You know, you want to take care of your body. It's good to take care of your mind also. Right. And and, and look, we can, we can apply that. To, to a lot of aspects, right? I'm seeing here mental health, and this is also documented, uh, the studies show on AIDS.org, in the United States, almost half of adults, 46.4%, will experience a mental illness during their lifetime. Can you believe that? I know. That sounds, that statistic just sounds like a lot. You know what I mean? You don't even realize how many people actually suffer with any type of mental disorder, whether it be something as small as, well, I can't say small as depression, but, you know, that's not as major as, like, schizophrenia, things like that, but it's a big statistic. What do you think are advocates of this mental disorder, causing mental disorder, excuse me, or compromising someone's mental health? I think a lot of it in today's society has to do with the internet, um, social medias, because people are more likely in today's day and age to compare themselves to other people you know you're comparing yourself to what people are uploading onto their social medias when that's not even their real life you know that's a structured norm Mm -hmm. and that's one thing i feel like it does have to do with a lot of people's mental health because also too what what gravitates with mental health depression and suicide that's something that we're seeing more common Mm -hmm. with whatever ages there are especially people who see these third-party institutes like social media outlets as a dependency. Yeah. Remember, when you become, when you grow a dependency for something, and that something does not see you, or have a courtesy to who you are, you don't really develop and grow. Right. You know, you become stagnant. Mm-hmm. That's just like the people that surround you. If someone is not going to support the internal um, posture of who you are, the external is going to suffer. Yes. So it's only important for someone to see that there are other dynamics. Regardless if their mental health has been compromised, there are dilemmas with the people that we attract and the things that we take note to that surround us. Mm-hmm. So, babe, that is important. Secondly, I want to say what leads to a person's mental health and the, the government not telling you shit about is the food we eat. Think about the hormones that's pumped into these foods. I'm going to be honest. My daughter's 13 years old. My six-year-old daughter has breasts. Right. Six-year-old daughter has breasts. Mm-hmm. And it's the hormones in the food, especially especially the meat products, you know, especially the meat. It's not just especially anything that's overly produced has something to do with capitalism. Yes. And not health. And that's even going into, you know, I say especially the meat products because that's more widely known. But, you know, get into the nitty gritty of even our fruits and vegetables. You know, what have GMOs. we seen? GMOs are fruits and vegetables. GMOs. You know, we babe, watched a video about, a seedless, about to say that. seedless grapes and seedless he bananas. He wasn't even a scientist, but for me, that, that played against my psyche because yes, I'm like... because it makes so much sense. How how do you have a seedless that is, fruit? That is, the, that, is, that is the atom to development yes. and it's missing. That is man-made. That is man-made fruit and vegetables. So even if you say, well, we know, you know, you are a vegetarian. 
So, you know, you do you don't eat the meat, you don't do anything like that, you know, fruits and vegetables, but it just makes you think of it doesn't vegan, let's say vegan. Because vegan. I don't I don't mess with that cheese neither. I don't mess with no dairy products. But what I can say is okay. that food has a lot to do with the way we structure our mental capacity. Yes. Remember, it becomes an addiction for a lot of people. I hate to see this, right? Society has shown us a lot of ways that we curse people mm-hmm. with resentment when it when we feel like their mental capacity has been compromised. Mm-hmm. For example, right? A person that's overweight. You ain't going to say, oh, I feel bad for this person. What's the first thing that comes to mind? Sometimes, and a lot of people do, they ridicule. We ridicule. We can't ridicule what society has created. Mm -hmm. It has structured to make this person an addict to food. Nobody naturally wants food. Mm -hmm. Remember, when when you're a baby, right? You go from formula to whole food. Yes. Breast milk to whole food. And like I had to tell you too, I checked you too when it came to when when um, with the frozen products and all that. When it comes to deciphering what is healthy for a child's mental space, don't try to make them an addict. Don't give them the sugars. Don't give them the trans fats, the saturated fats. It becomes a dependency for their health, mm-hmm. not just the physical but the mental. Right. But to finish my thought earlier, I was just gonna say you know the government can tell you anything. The sky is orange, whatever, you know, we never really know what's in our food, but it's our job to really make the best decisions that we can for us, for our children. You know what I mean? As a parent, as an advocate of health, Mm -hmm. as a mentor of health, that's just with anything. If you're a friend and you can't see yourself in the realms of that development with anyone, then you need to go back to the drawing board for yourself. That's for anybody that's going through uh, these problems now If it's not even a problem You just have overlooked it For so long mm-hmm. This is something That should be offered Us as kin Cause that's what it is It's about development We have to move forward You know something too And it gives us Mental freedom I wanna talk to you About space Understanding the value Of our freedoms To develop With our freedom of space The reason why A person's mental health Has been structured A certain way Is because they don't have The freedoms The luxuries Because to be honest with you Financially, people can't recoup to live in today's society. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the job fields and the work fields are overseas. Yeah. There's no more promotion of blue-collar jobs. There are only service jobs here. Right. Why do you see so many people at home that striving to showcase their abilities of freedom? You see more people on YouTube. I see more people, regardless if it's to do bad or good, but you see people who are being lenient to their ways of development. And it's freeing up their mental space, mm-hmm. regardless. But you see, in a lot of times, people start to take on other addictions. So it kind of compromises there. Right. I think there should be a set balance. You know what I think played a lot into that, too, over the past year is COVID. You know, mental health. I think being home the past year has weighed on a lot of people's mental health, whether they were going through monetary struggles and I think it could go either way. A lot of people have found their little niche. Oh, I'm going to start baking or I'm going to mm. start doing this and start doing that. You know, help them out. When we were stuck in the house for how many months, you know, there was a rise in like suicides and different things like that for people that just could not cope with the isolation. So coping with isolation and also to configuring your free space to be something that you can actually uh, demand a resource because everyone everyone has that that 
I think everyone has that fire that burns on the inside. You yes. know, I know that first hair. But what I do think is that people get mixed up with having a social identity, being trapped in a house. Like a lot of people weren't as famous as they were when they had the freedoms before COVID. A lot mm-hmm. of people wasn't making money. Right. So like I said, it all ties together. However, it doesn't take away that people suffer from uh, other things like I think it could drive you crazy having cabin fever stuck in a house, especially yes. when you have the luxury to travel mm-hmm. or maybe just get out. Like for, for, for us, going out, it has changed, mm-hmm. you know, just being confined to our spaces, our own quarters has like really changed my perspective a lot. Mm-hmm. I've become more of a deeper thinker before yes. I was, in, I was more in touch with just myself. Right. And now I just see the, the development that I have for other people. I'm willing to take time to sacrifice for my from my day to understand what it is to take on someone who has mental issues. Absolutely. I mean, I have a degree in it, yeah. but <laughs> it's not about utilizing a degree. It's about utilizing space, yes. the space of time. I have that freedom. So it's appreciative. Mm-hmm. For sure. You know, we have another um, statistic here from the CDC. You know, one in 25 Americans live with serious mental illness, such as schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, and major depression. You know, that too... As our first statistic, it's way more prevalent than we realize. And I think a lot of people will go on, you know, some people look at people, "Uh uh-huh, you know, they think it's funny. Look, he's freaking crazy. Look at him on the street, da-da-da-da. When it's really not a funny issue. Like, these people need help. People with mental disorders, they need help. Yo, if you laugh at somebody with a fucking mental issue, you got a problem yourself. Because there's nothing entertaining about looking at someone who is suffering in real time. Exactly. Suffering, struggling. Y'all motherfuckers need to be decked or sacked in your eye because... I think it's foul to see a person and not help a person, especially mm-hmm. I look at it like this as a courtesy. We human beings, sometimes we forget to even be that. How humane can you be to overlook someone who is suffering? Yes. This is in real time. I've seen it. I haven't seen people this excited to pull a phone out to see to someone. To record somebody. To see someone helping. who is suffering in public's eye. Yes. And do nothing to help. Right. That's just like we, we could talk about everything. A lot of people suffer with PTSD, Mm -hmm. especially in places of poverty. Mm -hmm. Colored young men. And let's talk about that issue. Oh, my gosh. Colored colored men in general, you know, it is like, oh, my goodness. They don't suffer from mental health. Get it together. You know what I mean? It's like. But it's always been that way. It has never been where uh, uh, the structure of our culture being equivalent to what America has brought out. Right. There's always been a restriction to, and and right. it's over. It's always been overshadowed yep. because it's never something I wanted to be known. Mm-hmm. It's like man up. You ain't nothing wrong with you. Man up. You know right. you can't can't you can't keep doing that. And don't do that to your children either. You know your children are in the house. If you see there's an issue, don't just dismiss them. Like get it together. Whatever. Whatever. Don't do any. Don't do that the to anybody. The colorism's a life. You know? I do see things that way. Like I remember when I was talking to a gentleman, and uh, we were speaking about something deep. And I was coming out of the store because I overheard that the, he was conversing with another gentleman. So, you know, I just picked his mind for a little bit. And he was like, he was, and the guy happened to be Caucasian. And he, and they both were Caucasian. Not that that really played as a factor, but it's already stigmas that's associated with their way of thinking about color. Mm-hmm. So I overheard him say something about, oh, this black guy should get a job. And I was like, well, rather he be black or white. You got to look at what's dealt against him. Yeah. He got the same. This is what he said. He said it metaphorically. He said, he got the same cards that I was dealt. It shouldn't be a problem. 
I was like, well, what good is it the cards if the whole table is rigged? Mm-hmm. You understand me? The resources are not equivalent for someone to live like you. That is white privilege. It's a privilege. Because they don't understand oh, the cards are not dealt the same. They're, the society has not been equally to black people. Um, people of color. You black too, so don't say just black. You black too. When I say this doesn't black, have to do. I'm talking about. I'm talking about you. everybody. I'm talking about society as a general. For somebody to say we got dealt the same cards, you got to deal with it. He does not deal with the same struggles. Yeah, that just happened. Now listen, and I seen the guy. He was ridiculing. It was at the gas station. I see who he really ridiculing. I see the guy. Now you can tell the guy looked washed. You know what I'm saying? He looked like he had some problems. He looked like he was down, mm-hmm. but not out. Right. But he looked like he was like laughing it off or whatever. I guess because he asked for some change. Okay. I'm assuming he asked for some change because when I was pumping the gas, he was asking me for some. So I assumed he asked him and he was like, why you can't just get a job? I'm pretty sure he ridiculed him. Okay. Like you don't know this man's background. Right. Regardless. All you know is the, the color that he wears. Mm-hmm. That's, what, that's what it looks like. You don't know this man could be suffering because he's out of a privilege. You get what I'm saying? Like, it's it's not an equal ballpark for a black man. A black man has to demand what he wants. And think about this. For one, a black man with mental issues is 10 times harder. Yes. Especially when you're showing your mental issues. Mm-hmm. It's not easy to go out there and panhandle. The same way it's not easy to rob someone. You're not conscious. Right. I don't think everybody that does anything, a criminal, is not always bad. They're not always privileged to have what we have. So we have to understand our own natures and also nurture their feelings. Not saying a murderer. What I'm saying is those who suffer. Because listen, you remember that woman that's always out the window, the nosy chick inside the neighborhood. She always got her head out the window telling whatever happened when something happened to her ass. It changes. The narrative changes. Absolutely. You was out there snitching on son when you could have been helping him. Mm-hmm. But as soon as that, now you the victim. Now you got his mental issue. Mm-hmm. You see, that's how it plays out. Yep. And misery loves company, but he play on anybody's doorstep. Anybody's. So I look at it like this from, from susceptible. my angle. I suffered from mental uh Issues too, specifically depression. I suffer from PTSD. I seen people get killed in front of me. I, I let me tell you something. Like I told you, when my my first time seeing someone killed in front of me, I was seven years old. I was walking down the block of the street, and I seen this this lady. I'm assuming she was a prostitute. Her name was Lady. She was always in the, on the corners, cause back then that's when prostitution. You know, everybody hang out on the on the you know mm-hmm. they're on the track. You know what I'm saying? So, we lived like in a desolate neighborhood in Brooklyn, and I don't want to put nobody out there, but it used to be a pimp, and he was like, he said, yo, to be real with you, he dead like tried to recruit my mother, and from what I took from that was like, I thought he was just friendly with my mother, I didn't understand until I got older, and um, we walk in, my mom's parked the car, and walking around the corner, and... I hear screaming, so I look to my left, and the lady's asking my mother for help. And the guy, I didn't know what he was doing to her. He was some short dude. He was the pimp. Yeah. But um, he said, bitch, get the fuck over here. You think I'm playing with you? And I seen a knife, like the switchblade from 21 Jump Street. Mm-hmm. He, he like banged down her ribs, but 
When you're a kid, you think that's fantasy. You're like, oh, okay, they playing too rough. You know, it's crazy. You don't realize the real... You don't realize that... And, and then it leaves trauma. Yes. And I remember the way my mother reacted because it caught her off guard. She screamed, run, run. I remember running across the street and I ran up the stairs and she was like, don't, don't remember this. Forget this. And I remember the next day, the commoners was out there and I didn't know. I just thought they was like... Searching for something. Mm-hmm. I just see and they knocking on doors and they come to our door. And my mother was like, you better act like you don't know what happened. And I always assume, like, why did she want me not to say anything? Right. Hush, hush. Yeah, and that's just what it was. It was like, yo, don't you say anything. And from what mm-hmm. I, I found out was that this lady was murdered. Yeah. Like, it couldn't put it in all the terms. Cop came, he said, hey, listen, a woman was killed right here on the street. Would you know? He asked me. I was seven years old. And I'm looking at my mother. She's like, he ain't seen nothing. And that was like the first time that happened. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, well, people die like that. It ain't just a movie. That's where that, that the tone that was set. Yeah, you realize at a young age, like, this is real. You realize that shit. And you realize playing in, and it's traumatizing too. It became a mental disorder because I had to defuse myself from that. I was domesticated in it. You had to learn how to separate yourself. And I had to separate myself from the two worlds to become better. Mm -hmm. As a man, be more defiant. Not just as any man, but as a black man. I couldn't decipher the goals because I was so structured around things that were demonic. It was in my neighborhood. It was poverty at its finest. I remember being in parks and shooting up the whole park. They outside hustling. They shoot up the whole park. And we black being kids again, playing in the same riddle... Playground. Bullet holes and shit. Scary. Yes. And then we taking it. Yo, who gonna get shot first? It was like we... It's a game. Yes. <laughs> but we turned trauma into pleasures. Right. A coping mechanism. It, it definitely became that. You know? It became that. And I can say the structures of society taught me that this was a reality meant for me. Yes. As a black man. As a young black child. As I got older, I started to pick the world a lot different. I started to decipher certain things, and I could say from trial and error. So a lot of people sometimes suffer from trial and error. It was so difficult for me to see myself in a different light. Right. Because I thought it was a norm I had to live up to. Right. And, and then, know. to separate myself, it was, it became almost something that was almost inseparable for me to do. It was second nature at that point. It became my first nature. It was, it, I thought I had to survive that way. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize that I was in a fishbowl. Right. I deserve an ocean. Yes. You understand? Everybody deserves that ocean. That's right. And you know what they say? You know, I have my um, minor is in psychology. You know, you have your bachelor's in psychology. And so we both know firsthand just from classes, you know, college, how you are raised as a child and the experiences that you go through really mold your mental as an adult. Right. You know, and a lot of people don't realize it's the traumas that they've been through and the things that they experience as a young child that molds them into how they are as an adult, whether it develops into depression or different types of mental disorders, you know, that has a lot. If you go through a lot of trauma, most likely you're going to still show signs of trauma as an adult. You're still going to live your life in that way. You know what I mean? You talk about that all the time. Hell yeah. Yo, I suffer from from mental health issues, even being in relationships with people, mm-hmm. rather be an intimate relationship or just something that was copacetic. Yeah. 
You understand? And that's where the toxics come from. Yes. Toxicity comes from how you were domesticated. Your mental health has been compromised from a young age mm-hmm. up into your adolescence to your adulthood. Sometimes we keep those traits. Yeah, and sometimes... Then we value those traits. You yes. get what I'm saying, And babe? sometimes we look at ourselves and we're like, oh, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong, you know, I'm like that. When in all actuality, it's like, no, like there's something that might need addressing. You know, look at me. We talk about all the time. I have a problem opening up. I don't know how to communicate in a sense of feelings and things like that i just don't that doesn't come first nature to me wow you separate your emotions i get very separated and everybody in my life has told me that from my mom to you to my friends everybody it's the same around the block and i know that that's something that i really need to work on even for for me you know even when it comes to communication reciprocating emotion is something i have a problem with doing Mm -hmm. and still to this point in my life i have a problem with the reciprocation i think our frequencies change because I'm willing to compromise. Right. And that's the this is the first time. You get me? Mm-hmm. It's not the first relationship, but through trial and error, it became my first time accepting that change needed to come. And it's crazy because it comes almost natural now. Yeah. Because it's organic. Right. I don't forget to remain organic with you. If you love something, you possess the power to even indulge in it. Mm-hmm. Then you should respect the change. Sometimes we just, it's like, you know, when they tell you when you die, you're going to see the light or whatever it is that you're going to see. You can't run from it. Right. It's just an aura of the shit. You're just going to either take it in as a whole. It's just there. It's just there. You swimming around butt naked. I'm always on some naked shit, but (laughs) that's what, yo, let me tell you something, yo, that's funny, right? If everybody was naked, nobody had mental health issues. (laughs) <laughs> that's a fact you wanna please, know why please tell me why let me elaborate on that the reason why is because nobody will have a secret if that's the problem so you thinking deep though I really think you really thinking in deep not just no clothes cause if somebody on. was like yo listen no clothes on you mean like the niggas bare, be saving money <laughs> niggas definitely have money in their bank accounts not even sneakers socks nothing not maybe those polar socks that they wear in Alaska maybe That'd be the sexy shit. You coming through, <laughs> shorty throw her leg up. You got, ooh. Look at them ankles. Look at that polar bear. Oh. Look at those. <laughs> <laughs> you got cold Achilles heels. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you spew everywhere from that shit. Oh. But, you know, I think with the mental health disorders, we can actually just repress it. But... We can also change it. Yeah, some people have gained, you know, the ability to suppress it, for sure. But suppression is never going to turn out good. Don't suppress your emotions. You know what I mean? That is just, you're susceptible to explode at any time. You know, no, you, you suppress things and it's going to No, no, of course. That, that shit will boil you up. But what I'm saying is suppress it, right, babe? Listen, suppress it and get help. Mm-hmm. In order to understand that you need something, you have to feel it first. Mm-hmm. It's like when you're hungry, right? You go to the refrigerator. You have to realize that there's an actual issue. You know, nobody can help you unless you want to help yourself. Until right. you realize that there's an actual issue and you decide to go seek help, you know, that's when, that's when healing can start. That's a fact. It's like, let me tell you, an old saying, in order to eat, you got to use your feet. Mm-hmm. You got to move towards whatever it is that you want. Exactly. That's what maximizes your ideology on, on concept. Mm-hmm. You know, it builds you're that having... construct of what you feel is valuable. Yes. A lot of people don't see value in their actions 
And it remains empty, especially being in a relationship. This one thing, like I told you, boo, when people in love, right, it comes with compromise. And without mm-hmm. compromise, without struggle, there is never a compromise. Right. If everything is just cool and outside dandy, then there's fucking problems on the inside. That's the problem with, with what we see on social media or we see structure with families who like to swallow their family members whole and not solve their issues. And not help them, yeah. It's they like repress their them. issues. You, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not suppress, they repress their issues. Mm-hmm. They don't even, they, look, they don't glorify that they have an issue. When I'm saying glorify it, it's having a habit to understand it. Right. You have to. That shit go on a pedestal. Nope. Not just the person. You got to abstract it from the person. Yeah. And then you got to you gotta monetize it. Hey, you know what? We're going to take it this way. Like a drug habit. Mm-hmm. That's the only fixture yeah. to doing it. I don't just see you. I see this habit you have. Yeah. And I can condition you to understand your habits. Right. We don't do that when it comes to people. Mm-mm. What we do is we kick the pull out the phones. We pick the quick the ridicule. We kick to put people under the bus. Right. It's like all so common now. Like the quality of people, like any, like I tell you, anyone that laughs at another person or wants to see the demise of a person with mental health issues, they have a mental health issue. Is a fucking is a disgrace to themselves. They need to go walk in traffic and watch their fucking organs go on the bus. Wow, that was specific. Yes, I'm telling you, that shit is like weird to me, man. I never like if you want to see a motherfucker in jail, that's another beast. Like, why I never, yo, even my worst enemy, I wouldn't want to see in prison. Right. Because it's gonna fuck him up. He's a human being. He deserves, or he or she, they deserve to be free. Absolutely. What kind of resentment is that to a person? You want to see the demise of a life? Right. This shit is like it's it, terrible. It's it is, it is. It's really fucked up. But, you know, another thing too, babe, we ain't even touching on the statistic that only 15 American young adults receive mental health care in one year. 15%. And I was that, and this was, and this study was, this study was done in mental health organization and our single care.gov also presented that. And only 15%. That's wild. They seek help. That's only wild. 15%. Only 15% of those huge statistics we talked about earlier, 15%. God damn. So eighty five percent just go like I said. Go sometimes untreated. It goes untreated, untreated because some people use that cycle. Mm-hmm. You know, some people they they like the family, they like the baby mothers, the baby fathers. They like to, for them to repress their feelings for them, mm-hmm. and tell them you all right, you got it. Yeah. Somebody that's going to cheer you on in that way ain't really for you. Mm-mm. If you're not gonna, if somebody's there and they know something or they see something's going on or you struggling, it's just like you'd be all right. Brush it off. You know, that's not that's not the right time to do that. But also, too, I can also see why people would do it in that way because sometimes they don't want to compromise the friendship. Mm-hmm. They don't have to mean malice by what they're doing, but they might yeah. not want to compromise what they have with you. But right. that's one thing I say. Don't be a fucking yes man. I don't need yes men around me because that doesn't benefit me. Right. I want someone to be real with me. Absolutely. If you see me slipping before I hit the ground, I want you to hold on to me. Mm-hmm. That's what's going to keep me around. Because when I hit the ground, what makes you think you're going to still be there or not? Yeah. You understand? People only advocate what they see, not what they feel. Mm-hmm. And that's, that, that has become a big issue. Yes. And let's stop using the phrase, well, that's just how I am. That's a, yo, listen, because, for anybody. I'm sorry, you know, baby. No, go ahead. But for anybody out there that's suffering with mental health issues, man, you can go, you can call this hotline numbers 
888-433-4357 and you can remain anonymous. This is a government number that is given and if you need it, what's take the it. Number? National Alliance of Mental Health. Check it out. I can give you another number too. It's 1-800-950-6264. If you out there and you suffering, please seek help, man. Just know, listen, I may not even know you, but I got love for your life, man. Absolutely. You know, those two numbers you can call. They'll you can call from wherever you are. You know, they'll hook you up to some online services. You talk to an operator that can find local areas with within wherever you're located and, you know, help you get some help you get some help. Everybody you know, need help. Take we care. can't do it by ourselves. No, take care of that mental health. That's right, man. Build your mind, build your body, build your soul. Don't forget that spiritual side of you, Neva, man. That's how we exist in this world. Absolutely. And you know, babe, I want to hit them with that. You know, I got my little all quote. Right, what's the day quote and all for that. today, baby? All right, so I'm going to hit y'all with my little quote, right? Let me see if y'all can get this, right? I can just peep this. So I said, a stream has no flow without a breeze. A thought has no place without a dream. Mm. All right, elaborate on that, boo-boo. I want to elaborate, right? Because the stream, right? The stream is how we flow. You dig what I'm saying? I'm not trying to be funny, but this is my abstract mind. Remember, we are like streams. We don't see it. We're constantly moving. Mm -hmm. We also have other elements that we don't see structured around us. Okay, like I said, with the flow... We, we understand our flow because it comes from a breeze. Mm -hmm. That breeze comes from the earth. Okay. We have to understand these concepts of nature in order to nurture ourselves and our, our abilities to understand where we go in life. A stream leads to distant journeys. Absolutely. Don't ever cause that distraction in life. Understand your value more. And understand your concept of growth because you need it. Agreed. What you got, boy? All right, so mine for today is, do you really have knowledge without the true, without true understanding and comprehension? And so, you know, for me to elaborate on that, a lot of the times we think we have knowledge on something or we're giving advice and we're talking to people, but are you even truly understanding or comprehending the information that you're giving people? You know, for me, don't just put out anything into the universe that you feel in your head is just is right because you said so. You know, know what you're talking about. I'm a big advocate. I love random facts. You know, I love random facts. And I'm a learner. I'd rather watch a documentary than to watch a reality show. I love documentaries. Watch them all day. And so for me, you know, have your knowledge. You want to talk about something and you want to speak on something, have your knowledge and have an understanding of it. Know what you're talking about. Have conversation with meaning. And so that's where I'm coming from with my quote. No, and definitely, babe. I see where you're coming from. That was deep. Mm -hmm. But that wraps it up for us, guys. And I hope you guys get home safe, sleep safe, keep the family safe, keep the gun cocked. Because you know these niggas coming crazy out here. So <laughs> I'm a holler, man. Yo, wifey. All right. We'll see y'all next time. Next time, people, be safe.